Hello, welcome to 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast where we discuss our favorite reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and its various iterations, except for, oh, what's up, bitch? Today is Married at First (laughs) Smoke. (laughs) Married at First Smoke, welcome. Uh, Married at First Sight, talking season 14, episode 14. Did you write the title down? Episode 14 and 15, right? Yeah, we're oh yeah, we're doing two today. Oh, sorry, uh, ju- uh <laughs> announcement. Wait. Pneumonia, pneumonia. There it is. Um you're getting two episodes in one. We're doing it efficiently. Cause you know, sometimes the episodes are really dry, so it's like let's just get through just the parts that are good. Yeah, what we're doing essentially sometime. is one of the episodes is the sandwich and the other episode is the uh ajou, and we're dipping one in the other. Oh, right, just to just to moisten the other. Moisten it. Wow, moisten. Moisten. I never get why people that words bother. Why do you people. not like that? It sounds like what it is. Nasty. You don't like it? Do you like it? Moist? No, I mean nasty is a compliment. No, but do you like moist? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, me too. Dry um, is worse than moist. What's not dry like? is like <coughs> dry. Yeah, like moist sounds mm. good. Mm. Steamy. Wait, that moist humid. Oh yes. Please bring me that old moist baguette. Um, Ew, okay, no, that's it's I was it's a, strictly going pussy. Strictly. Oh, okay. Well, you know. The entire time. Shouts to shouts to pussy. Let's go with it. It's called It's Just a Blip, this episode. And it's the cabin getaway episode. So this is one where like everyone's kind of all kind of mingling around at once. So it's not really broken up as our usual format where we talk about couples because we're just talking this trip uh and seeing what they're doing how would did this feel dry or moist i'm generally not a fan of any of the getaway episodes yeah they're generally pretty shitty generally. unless someone drives all the way back to where they came from it's like the only time when there's any kind of juice mm-hmm. like sure they try drinking and like making it a thing like Wait. that's interesting because someone might flip out but like honestly didn't Miss me la- with the getaway episodes. Wasn't the the one the last time we talked about it? The dude like left with his meat. Yeah, that was <laughs> like the best shit of all cabin. time. That's the way they should all end. Right, someone just being like, "I'm out of here. I'm taking my meat. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is my meat." Sure, when you say okay. that, I'm picturing you like wrapping up your dick in newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is my meat. They're like, "Oh my, please get away from him." <laughs> Packing uh, it up. This wait, is, oh. Jasmine voice. I need my meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the way there, people are having their car car rides up there. I don't know why that came out like that. Uh Michael and Jasmina together. I just like this one moment that aged really well. But who know who knew this could have happened when he was like, So how solid would you say we are on a scale of one to ten? Like one is obviously low, five is like obviously the middle, ten is like Will and Jada. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at like, that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, who you you know you don't know you don't know who did that who did, who had that on their bingo card? Nobody did. So then we see Steve and Noy in their car. They're still fighting about the social media shit, and Noy is still playing coy, like denying she was sub posting about his ass, which was the post was 
the moment you think you deserve better, you do. Or you question if you do deserve better, you do. She still won't admit that that was about him. She was really being slippery about that. He's like, how could it not be about me? She's like, I don't know. It could be about anyone. But it was probably about you. It And he's like, well, exactly. It was about me. How? Who else would it be about? It's like, could have been about a friend. Okay, who? Mm. I'm just saying. I don't know. Like, Anything's what? possible. So childish. And she was really, really, I guess, I don't know. She's like, look, if you want to like just try and like control me and like take away the ability for me to express myself, then like if that's what you're saying kind of shit, that's not what he's saying. He says, stop being messy, Lionel. <laughs> she was acting like she was the independent media in Russia. She's like, okay, well, <laughs> right. you're not going to let me. Okay. That's how you want to play? Tell the truth to the people. Mm-mm. Then I guess you don't respect free speech. Yeah. Um, and she looks, she doesn't want to fight. So she's pretending she's like going into this, be like, I'm just going to pretend everything's normal. Okay. Which I think is super healthy. Like, it's always good to say, I'm going to pretend everything is normal. That's just, really good. That's really healthy behavior, folks. Just tell her she's in Mary Poppins because she's a chimney sweep. <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweeping that. <laughs> that was a sweeping bonus, but it was a minus bonus for i think ip theft the algorithm didn't like that for some reason i guess it's anti what's the name of that dude that was all hot who was in it that played the guy i don't know his accent wasn't english because he was like australian right oh uh is this the chimney sweep yeah 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 uh let's see what's his name let me look it up right now i don't know why i want to say daryl i know that's not right (laughs) uh is it dick van dyke (laughs) yes uh, to me, Daryl and Dick Van Dyke are the same thing. <laughs> Wait, is it? Is it that is who it Dick is? Van Dyke. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know. Wow. Wait, that him and who? Just that the name Daryl and <laughs> Dick Van Dyke to me is the same thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I guess he is pretty hot for a chimney sweep who's probably, you know. Is he Australian? Know, Shorten. I think Dick I am Van about. Dyke? No. Something about how his accent wasn't right. He's that dude's from West Plains, Missouri. Then what was something's up about his accent, someone was saying. Or maybe it's just bad because he is from Missouri. Yeah, because yeah, he's not, you know, I thought that that way. And it comes out straying, I guess. I don't know. Let me let him Yeah, that's what know. it is. Yeah. Look, he's from Missouri. Okay. Just back off. Also, is there like an inappropriate adult video? Because you said Poppin, like Mary Poppin. That. Is there something like, I don't know. I'm sure there is. There's something. There's. If you, know, you can think it, it's been done. It exists. It's been done. There's it's like, been it's like part 14. That's for sure. Exactly. Uh, so when they get there, I don't know. It's a cool house. Got a tub. Got a pool. Who gives a fuck? It's cool. They're. Ladies in the hot tub, guys in the kitchen. What the fuck is Michael doing? He broke the pasta noodles in half and put them in the water. But I used to do that when I was a teenager because I didn't know you didn't do that. That's fine. That's fine. You didn't know you're a teenager. Look, no one's out here teaching you not to break I know. the noodles. I know. I know. I know. I know. I guess it's because I come from, I also come from noodle culture too. Yes. So. 
you you learn to trust the boiling water um, and that it will do its thing, uh, even if they're poking <laughs> out a little bit. <laughs> when I saw that you didn't need to break them for the first time, you don't understand. I was like, yeah. And you know what? That's my noodle culture privilege. I have to realize that. Like, yeah, I can't really be. You should really be. Ashamed. I could. Yeah. I, no. I, no. I really should. You know what I mean? And that's like that's facts because not everybody grows up out here having to respect noodles, and I get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're making pasta, whatever. They're out in the tub talking their shit. Lindsay's like, okay, so Lindsay's just starting off talking all this shit. She's like, I don't know, dude. Mark is just so much of a mess in his life uh, that like I'm not even sure I can like handle him. Or, like, give him what he needs, you know? <laughs> so, and starts, like, laughing maniacally all night. Um, Girl, your laugh is crazy, is what. <laughs> wow. So. Do, do, is what, what gets said, and I think we can all agree. Dude, that murderous laugh that she, that cackle she goes. Like, it's or just deep like, and throaty, hey, honey. Hey, 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 hey. It's, yeah, it is kind of menacing. Um, I like her it, voice, though, I think. Yeah, it's like a good. It's got a good rasp to it. Uh, yeah, I like the register. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the voice. I like the. I like the timbre, um, and the raspiness of the voice. Not, as I'm saying, if like a voice could be an instrument and someone else is playing it, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear someone else play do a solo on that thing. <laughs> Me too. It's just not what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> Blow out those pipes. Yeah, but not that other entity. Um, and not the words that would normally be coming out in that no, voice. No, no, no. But like the, uh, 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 like, I'm like, oh, I can see that going somewhere. Yeah. I can see, you know, hi, I'm a voice scout and I want to talk to you. But Jasmina and Michael, they also, we're starting to see them like kind of come together a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. Michael says, you know, he's like, I just, I'm hoping there's enough time for me and Jasmina to get close enough because we only have like two weeks. And like, so that way we want to stay together on decision day. Jasmina seems... Like that, she's like saying that she's nervous that they might not get there, but it sounds like she, maybe she that's what she wants. Um, but at the very least, she's like, I want to put in the work and I'm hopeful, et cetera. Um, but yeah, things that dinner, uh, where that just you know, with the wonderful broken noodles, uh, everyone's sitting down, they're all just kind of talking about their own, you know, uh, they just sharing like where they're at. Mike and Jasmina look closer. Elijahwan said some BS about like not being the leader in a relationship for the first time or some shit. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Fast forward to um, <laughs> let's talk about social media and your use of it, Noi, in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. Noi, do you mind if I talk about the social media thing? Yeah. No, you can't. Can I ask why? I don't feel like it. So let me ask you um, something real quick, Noi. So you would post about the issue on social media publicly, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you don't feel comfortable discussing it here? Just Can you you answer the question? When would be a good time to talk about it? I want people ever around ever to hear what we're saying and to know what anything is about me. she's not wrong though i like when she's like uh not when we're on a trip with other couples i was like yeah that's a solid answer (laughs) i'm with you noi (laughs) but yeah i i think he rightly does point that out but you know this is all because she knows she's wrong like if he's gonna put it out there like that and she just doesn't want others to know or be able to like agree with him out loud so you're like okay this week this week um and then they go to bed 
And he's even like, okay, so like you ready to talk about this now? I mean, do you want to talk about it here now? Um, and, you know, she doesn't really want to talk about it again. Like he said, it's like, uh, no, not really ever, not now. Uh, he says, well, okay, okay, fine. You know, he's trying to let it go. He wants to maintain the peace. But, yeah, um, we, I think we, we learn more about her coming up. Um, but, yeah, then this rest of this trip, like, they have, like, their field days. Like, they all have, like, their own little excursions and shit. Then they play some games. It's, you know. The excursions are pretty fucking stupid, but there is one incredible part. Uh-huh. And it's the first one coming up right now, which mm. is Katina and Elijah go to a farm mm-hmm. and they get an opportunity. Yep. It's an alpaca farm. They get to meet it's a baby alpaca and they get to witness it's the afterbirth coming out mm-hmm. of the mama alpaca. And then we get to hear Elijah one refer to them as, and you're not going to believe this if you've oh. been watching all of the 90 Day Fiancés. Yep, and listen, yep. As walking casibos. <gasps> Did you know that casibos would come back from the original casibo appearance? I could not believe that the casibo was resurrected. I thought it's wild to see that it is a trash like cinematic universe. You know, it what I mean? was a casibo Easter. Yeah, the casibo has risen. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Were you there <laughs> when they raised him? No, I mean it's like it. Oh my gosh! He, Can you? Please tell the people the first instance of the casibo if they casibo was when Angela was looking for a wedding venue for Michael. Um, Angela in from Angela and Michael and Michael. Uh, mm. Yes, that that goblin. Uh, and they were going to this venue, and this like local dude was showing them around. And this place was like whatever, like this is like swampy venue that had like a gazebo. And he's like, yeah, and then we can do something over there. It's a casibo over there. And that's pretty nice. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, we got a casibo. Man, that's pretty cool. So that <laughs> from that moment on, we could not let go of the casibo. Uh, and now they're back. So shout out to casibos, um, casibo bone. And the first time we heard casibo was actually pronounced casibo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So casibo. Um, but that the way that farmer is like, yeah, oh man, that placenta, yeah, the dog's mm-hmm. gonna, they're gonna tear that thing apart. It's like wow. I was <laughs> Elijah one was like, oh oh no. He said he was they're gonna they're gonna tear it apart. Well, you know, nutrient rich, you know. What are you gonna do? You gonna stop them? Can't. They're dogs. Um, so yeah, they were walking those casebos, having a great time. Then this motherfucker is back on his bullshit. They sit down for like a lunch. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. How about her being involved with the animals is so sexy, so attractive to me. <laughs> it makes you horny to see her be afraid of an alpaca. I'm sorry, a casibo. <laughs> no. No. That is so oh weird. My God. He's like, Dear Diary, today I had a casibo boner. 
I never thought I would have it again, but it's That's back. See boner bone bone. Two hundred k. So, whatever. Uh, he's horny, he's horny off the casebo interactions. <laughs> hey, I guess that's a cheap thrill. Um, and then, okay, so can we talk about the, this kids discussion that they have? Yes, kids so, timeline. Two years. Two years. Okay, so uh, you want to have a kid in two years? Okay, so how many years of school left? Um, you know, a couple years. He's like, well, here's the deal. It affects me if you have kids. What the? He goes, look, fuck? I banked all this money, but you didn't. Yeah. So I don't want you to hold me back. Like, I can go on two trips a month. And like, I'm not saying you can't, but I am saying that you can't. Yeah. But basically, so, like, my two trips is one trip. Because let me guess, I have to pay for your broke ass, right? Because mm-hmm. you're trying to be like a nurse or something. Because you like, you were like spending your time like being happy. And like now you're doing it, Nasi. I suffered tremendously up front and toiled. So now I can just be a broken man who's a fuck ghost and has a house with terrible decor. Oh, I'm sorry. Student loan forgiveness for you after I have toiled to pay my student loans back? No fucking way. Not on my fucking watch. No. This is going to back me up on this. This Casibo better back me up. Casibo, let's go. This is Hershey the Casibo. Nice to meet you guys. You know uh, what? I don't need this. I'm going to ride this Casibo on out of here. Oh, uh, hey, what's up, man? I'm uh, I'm your Uber driver. <laughs> oh, are you? What are you? Where's the car? This is a Casibo, man. Hop, hop on. I'm Elijah Wan, your driver, man. Let's go. Hop in. If No? Okay. You got to Yo, cancel the ride. You want a waterman? Too nah. bad cuz Casibo isn't carrying any. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a seat belt on here or Nah, man, you just hold on to the fur. The fur? I think they're It's got bangs. Just put yeah. your hands right on okay. the bangs. Are up front? The seems <laughs> my my arms are up in front of me. Should I just grab I'm just going to grab underneath then sort of <laughs> if that's okay. And then, do you know, you don't have a phone. How do you know where I'm going? (laughs) Don't worry about it, man. The casebo knows. The casebo knows. Okay. So, and then later, wow, I guess it did know I was going to Erewhon. Yeah, it it knew. It pegged (laughs) you for that kind of guy. So, just like real organic, crunchy dude. All right, man, later. (laughs) Clop, clop. (laughs) So stupid. He's a broken man riding um, his casino. All right. Around. So anyway, he shames her for not having uh her life go exactly the way that he planned it for her in advance of meeting her. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't wait for a sucker like you. Slowing me down like dead weight. It's basically I'm Rose and I'm on the door. And you're Jack and you in the water. And you're trying to get on the door. And I'm like, you better just die. And the door will not support both of our weight. It will Secret, not. It will. It will. I go on two. This. I really I, need I, the whole door, though. Here's the thing. Like I said, I go on two trips a month. <laughs> With that money, I could pay for both of us to go on one trip a month. <laughs> Just like this door could hold two people. 
but I'd fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> That's not the life that Elijah wants trying to lead. Shh, 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 shh. Go die, go die, go die. Drift off, drift off. Drift off. <laughs> I already said bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Casibo. <laughs> How is there the room fuck? for you and the casebo, but not for me? What the fuck? You just rode a casebo across the frigid waters? <laughs> this seems like supernatural. It feels like you could have done a lot more for me if you just rode <laughs> off on a magical casebo. <laughs> no fair, last one. He's fucked up, man. He's like Voldemort. All right, you know? Stephen Noy. I'm just saying, he's that's that. I would be pissed off if. I was dying and then someone rode off on a casebo, like out of danger. <laughs> I'd be like, where I have to say that though. It would be so like priceless in a certain way that I'd be like, you know what? Thanks for giving me like a last laugh before I went, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, this motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm like, it's me just being like, like oh, ah, what a <laughs> fucker. Despite myself. <laughs> yeah, you're like that. Ah. Piece of shit. It's then like when melted. a comedian I really hate has a good joke. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I'm like, fuck that joke is so you. fucking good. I'll be like uh, repeating it to myself, being like, that shit is hilarious. Right off on your God, fucking placebo, you. you fuck. <laughs> I'll die here in the water. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you never want to see that. I guess that is a whole mood is somebody riding off on a placebo, like out of nowhere. You're like, okay, that's how? Harsh. How? Placebo? Someone riding a casebo away on from a door in front of the Titanic. <laughs> Just sorry. I was like, what the fuck? It needs to be more like an abstract painting. I feel like that would be great. Like if if like Rothko did it. So it's really abstract, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But it really Just does. A when, couple stripes. <laughs> yeah, and like a big, like a big brown circle, and people are like, "Oh my god!" And we look at it, we're like. <laughs> It's, this is, this, I can't believe this. I can't believe he already, I mean, he's, obviously this work was done years ago, but he knew that this would be a casebo writing off in the Titanic. Oh, wow. It's a seminal work. It's a seminal work. Um, Yeah, whatever. It affects him. He, I think that, you know, the way he speaks again, it's just making it clear to her that child rearing is women's work. He can't be bothered. So she needs to figure it out because- She's got, like, all that shit she's going to have to do if she's a fucking mom, just so you know. Um, Noy and Steve, the fair rides and shit. I don't understand. I just wrote, Whatever. did slide and swinging I, hammer deal. I said fight more about the social media shit. That's it. Next. All right. Mike and Lindsay. He made a fire. She pulls up. And she's like, this isn't that great. <laughs> you fucker. Well, first off, he hates that she wakes him up with kissing, which I have to say is some of the meanest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think he just, I mean, yeah, he doesn't like her because their relationship's so fucked up. So I know, everything is so annoying. But I just have to say that for him to just be like. And then like, but then like, she's like. It's like, remember the person that was like, stop giving me compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, are you what? okay? <laughs> Just can you like, what the fuck is this? Some kind of compliment express? Yeah, she doesn't want to. Uh, I mean, she she doesn't want to 
uh, dial back her, you know, her intensity. She likes to pinch him. She likes to lick him. She likes to give him wet willies when he's driving and shit. Um, <laughs> she's just like very fucking hands on and like, you know, annoying. I can see how it would be annoying, but yes, but I think he's do, also just yeah. We do get the explanation for it in the next episode, and mm-hmm. oh my god, that was so real to me. I, um. Not as someone who gives wet willies, but that's someone that that tr- tries to get attention in other ways. So I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> anyway, but uh, she okay. says that she wants to hang out more, but he goes to bed early and wakes up late. And Whatever. She's who like, gives a shit? They're not real. Who cares? I only, I only have shit to say when they're, like, fighting. She's and just, like, playing And then she gets mad again. because he says, I pr- oh, I, like... Sk- I like arranged for a sound bath for us because you get so hyper. And then she goes, "What the fuck? Did you just are you fucking say the H word to me?" Okay, you motherfucker. In face. my fucking face. You know. Oh, so then she's like, "That was rude." And he's like, "How's the coffee?" And she's like, "Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk." And then he's like, "I'm gonna make a sad, lonely fire." Right. And then there's just her being like, you just do these little digs at me. And I just, you know, I need you to say you're sorry. Yeah. And she's like, I woke up so happy and centered. And I think that that bugged you. You want to put me down when I'm in my power. Oh, fuck off. I can't. Fuck these people. I can't, no one not a wanted to put you down in your power. Uh, you just are both are not. You are locked tired. in a negative communication pattern. The end. The, what's more interesting was the medium. Okay. <laughs> that, that Michael and Jasmina. Michael and Jasmina, yeah. on her um, request, go to a medium. Mm-hmm. Because she's a believer. Mm-hmm. And this woman was able to... to Summon the, these kinds of pieces of information from Michael's life that no one could possibly know outside of the production crew that did a thorough biography on him, who also hired the medium to appear in this show. No one else could know these things, yet she kind of knew things by going for a lot of... um high percentage swings or really good pivots uh, like a good medium would. But yeah, she summoned his brother. Here's the thing. Hmm. There's no way that she didn't know that she was going to be on the show or who she was going to be talking to, right? Like the first thing you would do is Google that person. You can look up any of those things in any of the stuff. The only way that I would be like she knew something that she wasn't supposed to know somehow and it wasn't from production or something mm-hmm. is something that was going to be like, say, he never told anyone about the way that his brother died. Mm-hmm. But if you can find whatever the incident report is for that or if he put it on his application, like how could you possibly – well, I don't. This is why I'm like this whole shit. Like when people medium show up, I'm like, this is so fucking tired. Um, she's like, I'm curious. I like, I do believe that people can connect to things that I don't understand or however or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but uh, historically, mediums have been charlatans, 
that mm-hmm. specifically profit yeah off, off of people who are grieving because they're like you know what yeah. they'll literally do anything to absolutely feel like they connected to their past one mm-hmm. so that's why i'm like skeptical but at the same time i know that people have been able to do shit that i cannot explain in any way because that's I'm true shit yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that that maybe the you know that can't happen. But what I am saying is, is that this, this lady felt it. full of shit. Yeah. Um, because there's one part where she's like, "Okay, um, you do you have a lot? You must have a lot of boys in your family." And he's like, "No, girls." He's like, "Okay, fine. Then then you will. That's what I'm, actually that's what I'm getting is that you will have a lot of uh, boys now. That's what I meant. Uh huh. So that's what's gonna happen there." Okay, what else? Um, prostate. Wild swing on twins in a year and a half because, like, it's not like they're going to come back to this medium a year and a half later on this show and be like, bitch, you lied. So she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll say whatever about what's happening in a year and a half. Twins. And then she's mm. like, uh, and then he's like, no, we have triplets in the family. She's like, nope, twins. Right. And then she makes these really bold things like, oh, yeah, if you guys break up, um, uh, Michael, you will meet someone else in five years and just Mina in a year and a half. Mm. I'm like, I'm sorry. You just said that she would be having twins in a year and a half. Right. <laughs> so I guess if she stays with Mike, she'll be having twins with him in a year and a half. But if she breaks up, she will be in another relationship in a year and a half. But it won't be like Mike, which is what this lady said to make Mike not feel bad because she told him five years. Right. I mean, yeah, this is... Are you looking up this medium? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm just looking up with things like, you know, she brought up like prostate cancer. Like black men typically are affected by prostate cancer, like at a much higher rate. And I'm like, these are big swings. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm feeling like prostate. Yeah, it's like when they say that, like, oh, your grandpa, did he die from heart issues? I'm like, yeah, everyone that age mostly died from heart stuff. Yeah, at some point, they're like, yeah, it's affecting his heart. They just ate butter with gravy on it, like, for dinner. Yeah, no shit, he died from heart stuff. Um, Yeah, but anyway. So, at the very least, though, he got something out of it, and he felt more, uh, you know, open and was like sharing things and that actually helped a lot because you can see that uh him and Jasmina are getting closer like they there is it is actually progressing which is wild because before I, you know I, I was pretty skeptical um yeah but. I agree it does seem like um in this interesting way that the ways that they weren't clicking in communication because of their like various like wounds and keeping themselves kind of protected are now starting to actually like kind of vibe in a way where it's like oh I can relax a little bit I'm understanding that like the reason that I didn't view you as open is because of all this trauma and now you're Mm -hmm. like communicating about the trauma a little bit and then that makes me feel safer so I'm more open and I don't feel as judgmental so I feel Mm -hmm. like it's this really nice thing of like seeing people reset something that we were like oh lord this is going to take them down right right um so yeah good for them i mean like that was like the one only thing i really enjoyed about the episode is like oh look at they're kind of actually make they feel like real human beings trying to figure something out then they do their little field day they're doing a flip cup dodgeball kickball no one cares Lindsay's caustic when they're she's like yeah i'm like watching him do that it looks like it's like a guy eating pussy or something and then they have this messy game 
at the house. Yeah. <sighs> mess, 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 mess all Mesopotamia. around. Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. Exactly. What's that? Oh, yep. We like that. We like that. Mesopotamia bonus. Um, so this game, right? Everyone is asked a question. I love that Jasmine is the best liar. Sorry, set up the game. Yeah, so the game is there's a prompt. Who's the best this? Who's most likely to do that? Which person do you think would do this? And they have to write the name down, and then everyone flips their board over so you can see what they picked. So the first round is who is most likely to have cosmetic surgery? Noi is what a lot of people pick. And even Noi herself even picked it. Spot on. You know, people are laughing. Huh? Good time. Good time. Good time. <laughs> Your the next question: Who's the best liar in the group? And a lot of people were like, "I just feel like she'd be really good at that." <laughs> I have to say, I am obsessed with the fact that Jasmina is like, "Yep, they're right. I am the mm-hmm. best liar." Yeah. I'm actually an incredible liar myself, so I really mm-hmm. identified with that. But my lying is like, like I'll give you an example. I try mm-hmm. to sneak weed onto a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Best liar in the world at that moment. Mm-hmm. If you're like trying to get me to lie about some shit that I think is like fucked up, right, never right, happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm like, oh, this is an important lie that needs to occur for like, Safety reasons, right? Right. Yes, I will right. lie the shit Shapeshifter. out of a situation. Yeah, for me, I'm really good at it when it's stuff like you know, um, like what's your, uh, where did you like you went to college or uh, where you were born or what your name is, <laughs> stuff like that. Because I think that's the fun of it. Um, so that way, no one really can ever really know who you are. That's why I have fun doing that. Um, but yeah. Exactly. Well, my best friend in high school and I used to go get haircuts at wherever, like supercuts or whatever. We would always give fake names because we were like, this is fun. <laughs> but then we'd be like, they'd be like saying our name. They'd be like, Cassidy. Oh, okay. Cassidy. Right. And then we'd forgotten we said that. We're like just sitting oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cassidy, me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had a, I fell off a skateboard last night. Uh, don't worry about it. So... The third question, who would spend the most money on their partner? Who would spend the most on their partner? Uh, Lindsay, put, I think, picks herself. Mark chooses himself. Uh, Olajuwon picks himself. But then, like, L- Lindsay starts laughing like a murderer again at Mark's answer. He's like, if you wanted anything, like, I would do it for you. That's what I would do. You know? Like, that's what I meant by that. She's like, ah, you fucking goon. (laughs) Just being a prick. And we can kind of see, like, the beginning of her really just kind of starting to, like, really not give a fuck. Next question. Most likely to be a stay-at-home parent. This is when Lindsay starts getting spicy again. Noi picks herself. Lindsay is like, oh, really? How are you going to do that? Not on his no salary, am I right? Yeah. Gang. Wow. What is he? Uh, is he the vice president of Van Guy Incorporated? Is that what he's going to do? Because if not, then I don't know what I don't know what the heck he's doing. I didn't uh, know there was a master's in uh, van studies. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, advanced studies, right? <laughs> uh, so then 
this this motherfucker keeps going. She's like, you know, you need two incomes, right? And but then like Noi was so confident about this. I'm sorry, a second ago you were like out your mind scared about the money this guy had. Did she see something on that spreadsheet that made her be like, okay, yeah, 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 I could be a stay-at-home mom? No, I think like she wants him to become the earner so that she can do this and feel safe doing that. Well, because she's also like after this looking at the spreadsheet and he was like, we could have a kid in this year or whatever. She was also like, okay, that makes sense. And she was looking at his like financial spreadsheet. I'm just curious if on some level she saw some like some amount of money that made her say, okay, like it would take a long time for this guy to really fuck up and burn through all this money before getting a job or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, there's like a different, it seems like that isn't as much of a thing that's driving her anxiety. Like it seems like that has been put to the side and now everything's about the social media stuff. Unless that's been edited out. I don't know. Whatever. Um, that could just be I think maybe own. they were like, people are going to throw up if we talk about this again. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, thank you. If that's the case, fucking thank you. Um, and then next one, most likely to lie to their friends about their sex life. Ooh. So, this made me cringe. Elijah one picks himself. Katina picks Steve. Mark picks Lindsay. Why? Because I tell him it's good. Oh, my God, Lindsay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you get it? Because he doesn't. He's fuck. He comes really quick. And it's, you know, it's it's a lot. He doesn't care. So wild where she is just like swinging. Yeah. Just out here swinging. No one is playing anything you need to swing at. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, if you want him to fuck you better, embarrassing him in front of his Friends and television is not really the way to get that. Okay, that's one strategy. <laughs> um, like, we already heard you demean him while you're yelling out of a bathroom. I'm pretty sure he knows you think he's not good in bed. You really don't need to, like, keep hammering right. at it in that way. Ugh. So, again, you're like, fuck, dude. Look, here she goes. Now she's just basically like, this guy can't fuck good at the table. Um. And she's just so transparently, like, resentful. Then the next question, most likely to start a fight. It's unanimous. It's a Lindsay. And she's I mean, like, duh. <laughs> why me? Um, and she's then like, like, this is the plane thing? I, well, I think Steve says, oh, so does that mean you probably started the fight on the plane? And she's no. like, oh, don't make me come for you, Steve. Fucking Van Guy. And then she you says, probably- no, I keep your man in check. Oh, shut up, fool. I really don't like it when uh, someone says to one partner... Keep your so-and-so. Something well, yeah, about keeping the other partner in That's check. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. It's, I know. It's so gross. It's a troll move. You know it's what I mean? It's such a gross troll move. It goes, get your beast under control. Yeah, they're like, keep your bitch on a leash. It's like, okay. This is a Wendy's. I don't... I don't know. This... This is a dog park, um, and there. This is actually a leash-free dog park. So I don't know why you're even saying it like in that tone. Also, this is a male dog. So 
It's just so fucking weird. It's weird to say that. It's just really like telling on yourself that that's the kind of relationships you're used to. Well, she's, but again, she's just trying to be hurtful. You know, that's why, that's all she does. She just I know, and she's out. drinking. The second she's like sad or uncomfortable, she starts drinking, and I'm like, fuck. Why me? I Way see that. You. I see that because she doesn't want to feel the emotions of the pain, and it hurts yeah. me to see that. She's like, I don't care what you think. I'm rising to the top, baby. I'm cream, baby. Oh. Castro is everything around me. All you think, I love me, and I wake up with God in my heart. Yep. Got God in my heart. And you know what? I don't give a fuck what y'all think, because that's what God told me to say to me and to tell you. Fuck you. Goodbye. Oof. Mark is rightfully worried, like, what this is going to do to Lindsay. He's like, ah, shit, I don't know what the fuck I got to deal with now. Like, bro, yeah, this is fucking, this is why you should not, this should have ended too. This is not, this is going to be a, just a total car crash job. But hey, if whatever, they keep hitting each other in interesting ways, it turns out. Um... So then after oh, so the you game. you want to be with production, huh? Because you oh love God. production so much. Why don't you, you make out production? production. Yeah, and Mary Poppins. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Shemiru. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck you. Okay? Um, but yeah, he like, he then, like later on when he was hanging out though, dude, he was talking about how when she like grabbed his arm because she said he was crossing a like a boundary by using her kerosene to start a campfire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He was like, "Yeah, dude." She was getting angry that I was using the kerosene. It was her kerosene, and her weird little, you know, gargoyle ass was eavesdropping, like down the stairs. It's like what the? F-? And then Elijah Wan had to be like, "Hey." Can you get the fuck out of here? Like, why don't you just let him have some privacy? It was um, a wild turn of events that Elijah Wan was holding her back. Yeah. After the beef they had, he's like, no, 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 let's go back up the stairs. I'm like. Such a weird day. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Down is up. Up is down. What is happening? Exactly. Um, and then she's like, your life's been falling apart since we've been together. I can't run around in circles. It's too much work. Yeah, sorry. I'm not doing agility drills here. Running around in circles. And then, sorry. of course, she gets sick. And who ends up taking her to urgent care? Mark. Mark, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was such a bitch. Yeah, I pick a fight with you. didn't mean to pick a fight. So I took a huge emotional L and then physically manifested into a physical L. Sorry. Bye. I didn't need to go to urgent care. Cause I've been I took a big L last night. It was weird though that in the last episode they they made it seem like she rolled out of the car because she was mad at him and didn't want to be in the car. Mm-hmm. And then when we watched it, it was like, oh, she was getting sick and he pulled yeah. over and then she got out of the car to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why are you trying to be like, tune in for domestic abuse? Like, we don't need that or whatever. You right. know what I mean? It just seemed like she was rolling out of the car because shit was Psych. so bad or something. She's violently ill. Who knows what's wrong with her? I don't know. It's chronic, though, she said. But, like, we don't care. Bye. It's lifetime. Um, Yeah. So that's the end of that. Yep. All right. We'll uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Yeah. 
And we're back. Now let's get into the next episode, which is season 14, episode 15, Past Lives, Open Minds. We have less than two weeks now for them to ruin their lives or make the whatever the best decision in life. I don't fucking know. Um, This is another fucking tame, I guess, I don't know, whatever. It, It is what it is. Michael and Jasmina, though, they're really, they're making more progress, okay? We see them ride by her home um and you know as they're riding going to her place you know michael's talking about how shocked he was by the uh medium's accuracy and she was uh she was also again you know shocked by the number of kids that the medium said that they would have oh my gosh three or whatever the fuck uh, they were saying twins Um, yeah but they go to her house and, and it brings up a lot of memories uh for her you know Yeah, so the thing that I thought was really beautiful Mm -hmm. about her whole thing is she talks about her teacher, Miss Petoskey, Mm -hmm. who when he mispronounces her name, she goes, you got to respect her. (laughs) Yeah, say it right. Okay, sorry, Miss Petoskey. So cute, but basically she's like, you know, I just, there wasn't a lot of love in my my home, and... um. This teacher really made me feel loved because she said, like, my first stepmom didn't even like me or, like, hold me or do anything nice like that. And her mom left and her dad uh, remarried. So, right. So it just seemed Mm -hmm. like she was really missing that. And she's like, I don't think she ever knew that. And I'm like, girl, I bet Miss Petoskey did know that you were missing love. Of course she did. You're a little tiny baby angel. It's hard to hide that. Exactly. Um, But yeah, then we find out, like, essentially, this is why she became a teacher. Yeah. Because of the sense of belonging. Yeah, the sense of belonging that this teacher gave her. And everybody was crying. She's crying. He's crying. Uh, I was was crying. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is just, it's very beautiful. She's like, you know, it's just one person can change someone's whole life. And I was yeah, like, <laughs> that letter, yeah. Her letter was by far, I think, the best of this entire It episode. was so good. It was the most heartfelt. It, it was really revealing. It was, it was genuine. I think because it was genuine. Other people were so full of shit, or not really so many other people, but other, some other people were just either half ass in it or being full of shit in there. Lindsay. Just afraid to get um, deep. Yeah. So. Then we go and see Michael and his mom's old house. He hasn't been the, in the place, she said, for like over a decade. Uh, he also reads his letter. And he just, you know, his is also really. And it's the last place that he lived with his mom. Yeah, exactly. Before, yeah. Because he was 14 to 18 or something. He said he lived yes, there. Yes, his high school. Yeah. Um, Which is super formative. Like, that is really, really, those are really, really important years. Um, Some of your most vivid memories. Yeah. And either some of your best or some of your worst. You know, it all depends For on sure. how the dice roll of life works. But he tells himself, you know, hold on to your mom, hold her closer, um, that, you know, despite all the hardship that he's experiencing, like he will be okay on the other side. Despite all the loss he might go through, it'll actually, he'll actually make it out and be really good. And 
she's Jasmine is just super touched when he's reading his because she's like, oh man, like he's really seeing his like he has you can tell he has a sense of optimism from the place he was previously. I really like the part of his letter when he says, um, you know, sorry, I'm like getting emotional. Mm. Um, he's like, you know, it might sound from what I've said in my letter so far that I've had. Uh, that you've had a really um, like miserable life or something. And he's like, that's not the case. Yeah. So I just want you to know, like. Yeah. You're going to be thriving. Yeah. Or whatever he said. Yeah. And I think that's Ooh. just so powerful. If someone could go back in time to tell little you when you're like. My life is really bad and it's going to be messed up forever. This is my life. Yeah. And just that like. Like, I wouldn't want to go back in time and tell young me that, like, I was going to get cancer or, like, go through all of these, like, fertility things that I went through or that I was going to be bipolar. But I would have wanted to go back and say, like, no matter the things that are going to happen to you, Mm -hmm. like, they're just going to keep making you a better person. Right, right, right. And I feel like if we could go back and tell or be present in the now and tell any little kids that. I think like that's such an important lesson. Yeah. Resilience is something that if you're not, even if you're taught it by like just hard circumstances, I feel like resilience is so important, but it'd be nice if people were taught it not in that way. Right, right, right. To be like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the way I know how to do it is just go through some awful shit a bunch of times. And <laughs> yeah. <then you've, laughs> and you don't die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you could do that, yeah, I'd say you got something going there. That's what we call <laughs> resilience. Um, so yeah, every, every again, both letters super open, super honest, and revealing. And I was just felt I was like, man, look at y'all, they fucking, you know, like now I'm seeing like the people who, again, even if they don't make it, they seem like two people who are trying, who are honestly engaging with this process. I believe he obviously wants it. We'll see if she comes around or maybe there's just some other piece that she's still holding on to that she needs to let go of to like fully get there because it doesn't seem like she's bothered by being around him in the slightest anymore. No, Um, no. The vibe's totally different. Yeah. The fact that they both um, cry during each other's emotional moments, I think shows that they're, instead of being really disconnected, they were the the way they were before. Now they're actually like super connected and mm-hmm. one person being emotional makes the other person emotional openly because they're like really vibing. Right. Yeah. And oh. I, there's just some beautiful stuff about it. when, when you talk, when you hear people talk that have been through really traumatic stuff, it's just like, there's so much learning. And when he's like every day at 7am, my brother would like make me get up and go with him to like do sports shit in the, park or in the field or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like and i hated it and i hated it and he's like and now when i look back on it like i realize i really needed it and Mm -hmm. he like gave it to me and i think it's just such a powerful lesson too because so much of the time you don't know what's good for you and like whoever has your best interests at heart like your parent or like a brother is trying so fucking hard to just be there for you and you're like being salty you just don't have the perspective Right, I don't know. Right, right. I just think it's really nice he has those memories to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Dr. Pepper comes through. Dr. Pepper in the house. Uh, you got she's... one important question. Yeah, what's that? Y'all fucking? Mm, no. 
sorry, we're not. What? Yeah, we're but not I'm even seeing really a lot of kissing. intimacy. Yeah, and you know, it's like you know, this is the happiest I've ever been too, Doctor Pepper. But I just don't have the urge to kiss him. To lay one Ouch. on him. Okay, Ouch. that maybe that you don't need to say it like that. Yeah, but. I don't know. I feel like she's thinking about it very logically. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know how to read into that. But he definitely felt he was like that wasn't the best thing to experience here. <laughs> uh, because I love this woman, I believe. But yeah. Hopeful though. Hopeful for them. Very they hopeful. They're, they're on a good road. Very connected. They're touching. Occasionally mm-hmm. they're holding hands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe in 40 years, they'll get to first base. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he'll see her boobs in 2050. God bless. Fingers crossed for that. But oh, I yeah. really do feel like they're the only ones that you're like, oh, fuck, they've really grown a lot. And I hope that they. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They make it. Unlike the next couple, Katina and Elijah where zero growth from Elijah Wan. Zero growth, and this woman just wasted a whole bunch of time and had to deal with a fucking dickhead. Um, they're I back need in to see Boston. if Katina can keep me satisfied. What the fuck? Are you I'm, fucking kidding I'm me? optimistic, but I'm still worried, you know? He needs to shut the fuck up. They go to his house, you know, grew up in the projects. He says he attributes a lot of his focus, a lot of getting all these things done, going to school, getting the house, doing all this was because of his upbringing that he wanted to secure those things as quickly as possible for himself. And he's like, and also, like, this is also why I'm not good at acknowledging your agency or that you're a human being, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you? you One thing about the project and my time growing up there is, Katina, you ain't shit. Katina, how are you going (laughs) to fucking be a nurse and a mom, dipshit? Oh my God! Those Elijah things are Wan, not please. connected, Elijah. Wan. Stop! Uh, Stop so, making them connected. Well, yeah, but we we know his one D uh, perception on uh, humanity and what it means to be woman. Um, her church. They go to her church. She says her mom made her do a purity ring class as a kid, and she's like, "But you know what? I knew I wasn't going to be waiting until marriage." Okay. It's so funny because she says she was ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strong sense of self even at yeah, 10 you're just like, like that's bullshit i don't want that fuck the do what now because of what no <laughs> i'm watching too much tv i've seen not I've today scene yeah sorry i've seen i've seen the tv that's not that's not what's normal uh nobody waits who does that i've not seen one example of that on television so it's not <laughs> real to me that's how this kind of works um so they, you know, she. He also talks about how he went to church. You know, his dad took him to church all the time, and then they they would get cheeseburgers, and she would have donuts, and they they had a nice moment in the church. But again, it doesn't really matter because he's still on his same bullshit and his like very narrow minded view on like what you know Katina should be doing or is capable of. So this is when it gets interesting. Doc, this I think this is the one part I could. Really yeah, but wait, before the Doctor yeah. Pepper gets there, I just want to say like it is weird to me. Not weird, but to me, it's like annoying. And I rolled my eyes when they're like, oh, we're agreeing on the fact that we want our kids to grow up in the church. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, how about you agree on the fact that 
Katina is a human being. Don't say that in church, please. I don't know what that was. Um, I'm sorry, God, that that this demon just said that. I rebuke you, demon. <laughs> I rebuke you because I said to recognize. <laughs> please recognize where you're at. So, okay. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. Peppy Peppy in the house. Um, you know, she's like, how are things going? He's like, you know what? Really good. Like the other day, I told her to shut the fuck up. But then I caught myself instantly. And then I went to the bathroom. I punched out the mirror. And then I came back and I said, I'm sorry. And I shouldn't say that to you. And it was really healthy, actually. <laughs> She's like, that's growth, Elijah Wan. That's growth. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay, he didn't punch out the mirror for people who didn't watch the episode. Because I know some people just listen to this shit. Uh, but he did yeah, not yeah, punch yeah. Out the he mirror. didn't. Um, but the attitude was. It was just very weird. He's like. What did he actually like? Can you just stop talking to me right now? It was something like really he says, fucking aggressive. I told her to shut up for just a second. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Yeah. So that's I growth, literally I guess. don't think I've ever said that. In Can you shut up for just like one second? If I did, I, yeah, if I did, I was 12. I said other fucked up stuff, but not can you shut up for just a second. Oh, I just say, I've said worse than that. I just not, yeah, I've said that thing specifically. That's kind of I corny. I said, you're not say. a human being, but then yeah. I said, go on. Yeah. I would never tell you to shut up for any amount of time. Shut that gaping wound that you call a mouth. <laughs> oh my God. Gaping wound. Uh, So... They, again, they're going through their problems. He's got a really cool, weird leisure suit, undershirt, awful-looking thing going on. Um, Again, Katina is not talking at all. Only he is talking this whole time, telling her what's going on with them and what. Whenever the two of them are with a with a um, expert, she never talks. Yeah, or if there's an assessment of how things are going, and she's not. You know, uh, prompted directly. Yeah, He'll take, he just he, tells. He just what uh, he's the couple the is going through on his own. Uh, he says the you know conflict that they have is that is whether or not she can finish getting a bachelor's degree, a nursing degree, mm-hmm. while also being employed full time as a cooking cum dumpster, and if she can, <laughs> and being a mom, that too. Yeah, I forgot. Add that on there. Well, that's what I mean by that, because I'm not, you know, it's just like, whatever. And so she thinks that she can do it, because, yeah, why couldn't she? But with, unless it's his version, where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to touch the child at all, really, ever. Oh, yeah. Or, like, he, that's the thing it. that's so fucked up about his whole wording. He says, I don't know how she's going to pull that off. She's going to yeah. pull that off? There's not a... You know what? We're a family. What can I do to make We're sure my a wife fucking kid? What the fuck are you talking about? So he's gross. We already knew this. Are you gonna oh what the fuck? I mean, like, you know, when I'm fucking out there tossing the nerf ball with my boys, this baby has to be taken care of. I can o I'm I will only pose with this child three holidays a year. She was other a- than that. Like, what What are we talking about? Like, just tell me what the bills are. I'll give you the money, and we'll keep it moving. That's it. That's the kind of dad I want to be, okay? And if you can't do that, what the fuck? So, you know, the, as this, all of this is happening, 
she finally says something. She's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I believe I can do it, but I'll, I'll be real. Like Elijah Wan's like needs quote unquote. <laughs> um, they're, they're draining. They, they're, they've completely zapped me. That's She's like, I not feel. to be an asshole, but his needs are higher than the average person's. He's like, no, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's true because I need her to be able to do 40 pull-ups before she addresses me in the morning. It's just so can. wild for this to be happening in the context of not like, oh, this person needs more care because like they've went gone through trauma or something because that's her. Mm-hmm. He has just been through years of putting himself first and lying to women. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> I have to make sure right. that my needs are taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, while this happens, we have this like weird pivot, right? Because there's still this, this like topic of like, can she, can she be mother and student and nurse? What? And then and become other hole? thing? How? And cook machine and feed hole. Uh, and then we see him cut away. This dude is like crying. And he's like, that's my so- first note about this part. What the fuck? We've not seen him cry about other shit at all. He's kind of, he gets emotional though. Um, but and he's like, the, you know, I just don't know. Like if the best, I think the best thing for her is to like lock in and go to school. You know, if she was asking me like my, like my advice, I would tell her to do that. I would tell her to just go for it. And you know, if it's meant to be in like two years, then it's meant to be. And we'll be together then. <laughs> so the producer's like, okay, to clarify, she should say no to marriage. He's like, yeah, that's what I, that's how, that's what I believe. I believe that's the right decision for her. If I would, out, he's like, uh, loving I will never means, tell her that. Loving someone means wanting the best for them. That means no for them. That means uh-huh. me not fucking her ever. So that's the best for me. You know what I mean? And her really, honestly, probably. And that's true. And you said, the, if I was in her shoes, I'd quit this for school. But I you're mean, not. You know, yeah, which is right. But I'm like, yeah, no, that actually, objectively, that is true. Yeah, but do not be not with true. this guy. She's but a different person. This guy has been presenting himself as loving husband when he's just a spooky fuck boy, and she's, you know, she'll have to make her decision. But I, you know, it looks like he's just trying to weasel his way out because he doesn't want to be honest and say this isn't like I'm not, I'm not, this isn't good. I'm like. Clearly, my definition and standards are like absurd. Not that he would say that, but that it's untenable, the situation. So keep it moving. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Shall we talk Mac and Lindsay? Yes, please. Oh my God. Starts um, off. He's spent most of the relationship asking me to be less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they show what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. And it's like him being like, stop pinching me. Stop licking my ears. Stop whatever. (laughs) Please stop. Please stop. And then um, I guess Dr. Pepper comes over and she's like, can you guys ask each other questions? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No. No. Because she's like, no, you know, like he doesn't care about me, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, okay. Instead of assuming all this stuff, can you ask each other questions? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, if I, if I, it's the type of thing where he's like, 
if he's like, you don't want to care, then I don't want to care more. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ask him if he doesn't care. No, I don't want to hear his answer because I'm not sure this is the right guy for me. Wow. And then, you know what? I won't let you hurt me anymore. The wall is up. You're out. I get it. It's like a hurt person. It makes me feel for her. Yeah, she's a it's hurt not person. not going to move anything forward. And everybody hurts. hurts. Oh, man. And let me tell you, there was hurt in this episode. So, so his cat. Okay, JC, wait. Before we get there, I'm not ready. What? Um, I think that this was really valuable. So he says to her, I'm not trying to deliberately hurt you. And then Dr. Pepper says, yes, but are you thinking of how the things you do will affect her? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a fucking insightfulness bone bone. (laughs) And then she says, if you will give her more affection and support and focus, if you give more affection and support and focus to your wife, some of the behavior that bothers you most would disappear. She's like, I'm confident. Yeah. And then she turns to her and says, let him move towards you and not vice versa. Mm -hmm. Because she's doing all of this stuff just trying to get seen by him. Mm -hmm. And instead is just pushing him further and further away. But... Dr. Pepper's like, if you just like make her feel secure right, in this way, then she's going to stop trying to get close to you by doing shit you find annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dr. Pepper is spitting fucking <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, so many problems are all, they feed off of each other. It's never just like one thing and like one person is in the right and the other is in the wrong. It's like things happen to correct the course for this couple. But I have to talk about this cat, JC, because it broke but my heart. Mark said, I know how to touch your heart to her. And then he said a bunch of shit where it was like, I'm sorry, you've been hiding that inside this whole time. Yeah. I, he suddenly so got weird. weirdly deep. It was crazy. I, I th- it's just so funny because even though you say that, right? And like so much of everyone becomes a lot clearer, like towards the end as people begin to reveal a little bit more and like you really start to see what the fuck is going on. Like, I. There's something about the two of them that I've been so annoyed by over the course of the season. Duh. And I'm like, but except for the cat thing, okay? JC. So his cat, JC, has sores on his back and on his eye. And he's like, man, I got to take this cat to the vet. Aww. Um, He's had the cat this since it was breaking. born back in 2007. And man, they're at the vet. They don't know what to do. You know, I was like, man, hopefully they just tells him the cat needs some cream or something. There's no then, way I knew it was bad when I saw the fucking things on his back. Yeah, and so they, the man, I, oh, I was, I was tearing up when the cat was like nuzzling him at the vet, like when he was just purring sort of audibly in that little blanket. Yeah, and uh, you know, it sounds much. like sounds like the cat may have lung cancer, and then the if vet. These was saying, people break up. Who gives a fuck? But that cat doesn't need to be shown off. Dying like this from me. Yeah. Especially when seeing him holding this like sick old cat and he's like, the vet, you know, said it's only gonna be worse from here. And you know, if it were if it were them, they would uh they would put the cat down. And the cat is still like right there, you know, like looking around, being like, yo, what the fuck? But it's cause he was like, 
the stuff in the lungs is going to spread and it's going to cause him pain, even if he seems okay now. And I was like, oh, my God, why? Oh, that was just so hard to see, like, this moment where, like, you had to watch someone really kind of accept that they, like, they, they had to put their pet down. Oh. That was fucking brutal. And that kitty was very, very cute. That was brutal. That was not, there wasn't a dry eye in sight for that scene. Then so they then go Lindsay on some. takes him to the woods. Some fucking nature walk. So that she can murder him um, yeah. safely. He and keeps re- looking for a bench from the beginning, which I'm yeah. like, my man. <laughs> They're like, you went like into the wilds. You're, you're just, you're just out there in nature. You're like, maybe there's a log or a fucking fallen tree you could sit on, but hey, you're not finding a water fountain. I have to say, both sides over here. Mm. Love a nature situation. Love, Love a, a bench. bench. Love a bench. Well, you know, get one of those like little mobile chairs with you. Mm-hmm. So you can just fucking plop it down wherever you are. Um, but yeah, she explains she used to run away from home a lot. Like her dad provided for them, but not wasn't really physically around. And his mom wasn't ready to just be all parents her simultaneously. Mom. Yeah, her mom wasn't. Wasn't suited to being a stay-at-home mom. Because she was carrying the job of two parents and she grew resentful. And I guess she was taking it out on the kids. Right. And meant Lindsay had to do a lot of lifting because of that. Yes. And even though she says all of that, Mark's attitude is, I don't trust these woods. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that? that? He goes, I think this is where she gets peace. Not me. Not me. (laughs) Not me. He wants to eat. He wants to eat Pepperidge Farms goldfish inside of an Ashley furniture. That's where he gets peace. That's heaven on earth. Chicken fingers inside an enclosed space. That is what his comfort zone is. That's all he wants. He wants to be in those fancy movie seats at AMC. All that he wants is another chicken finger. He's gone tomorrow, but all that he wants mm. is another finger. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> he lives a lonely life. He lives a lonely life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So, yeah, he's. Then we see like her letter honestly isn't that revealing. She doesn't she doesn't seem to be that vulnerable in her letter to herself. It felt like if anything, she's like gave a shout out to herself. For I being think a what kid. it is is like she's felt really vulnerable in the entire experience. Yeah. So sure. she's like, I don't wanna like The letter was just like, Hey, look, I'm sorry you were like a witty kid with like um who was like way too smart for their own good. And people were like, Why'd this kid so smart? They're too witty. I don't like them. You will have haters, but ignore the haters. You will crush them. Whatever. I feel bad. It just means she had a really fucking tough time. I know. Like, this is the this is the deal with all reality shows. It's like, for all the time, you can just be like, oh, my God. Look at them when they drink. They're a fucking mess. Blah, blah, blah. That every single person on Earth is essentially like an actual human being it turns out not just a fucking character on a tv show although that's how they cut the shows for our viewing pleasure so we can feel better comparatively uh i feel that's the phenomenon correct and in this episode particularly we yeah we do see a lot more of people like you know 
Mark's letter wasn't great. Like, uh, I don't know what the fuck, you know, I I couldn't really. I also have to say that Mark's. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> when we go and see Mark's parents' house. <laughs> so far, everyone's been saying these like touching memories when they're looking at the house about their right. time in the house. This is this dude's memory. He goes. My dad would sit and watch the cars go by. <laughs> and my mom would say, nobody wants to say hi to you. <laughs> it's a non-memory. Oh, That's shit. a non-memory. Your dad is boring or you don't remember anything personal about him. <laughs> right, right, right. Know what my dad loved? Traffic. Loved what it. a guy. Sit out here. Wave. <laughs> My mom would get annoyed. He'd act like the mayor of the town. Uh, and there was more dirt over here before. He's like, okay. I'm just feeling shook because now it's paved and before it was dirt. Right. I don't know how to process these feelings. But you and know what would help? Why don't we move into this house? Um, what? Move into your childhood home? Yeah. Uh, no. Nah. I don't think so. No, it makes sense. I love it. So oh, man. what if we paint it, huh? I'll paint it. If I could get a deal on this house one day, oh, I would love to live here. I would love to regress here. I and know, really be so a baby creepy. and eat my goldfish in foot pajamas uh, while my mom yells at some strange man in the driveway. It would be <laughs> my dream. Anyway, I do whatever. feel, though, that she shouldn't have said to him right at that point, like, I would never fucking do that. Like, he's just let him have his feelings. It yeah. doesn't hurt anyone to ima- let him imagine moving back into this fucking house. Not a binding agreement. You yeah, could say, he's not going to be like, you said one time on this or paved just be, driveway. Or be smart. And you just, you say something positive, but that isn't agreeing. So if they say, oh, I want to live here, that would be great. And you say, yeah, how much, like, how, how much would you love that? Yeah. Oh, that or would be say, great, oh, huh? babe, I could see That'd how much that would mean to you. Wow, I bet you'd see, be so energized. Yeah, that'd be great for you. That'd be great. What a cool dream. What a cool dream, asshole. Get the fuck away from me, you <laughs> fucking creep. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap this up with Steve and Noy. America's so fucking tight. And we're back. Steve and Noy. Another, you know, another revealing uh, thing here. Um, Very. Very revealing, where again, we see that all people are just people trying to fucking live. So uh, they go to his house. He tells Noy about how they used to sneak out and throw parties at his house. There was some trash Larry Bird shit in that bedroom, whatever. Um, Then he plays his hit single, Get Down. I, a local hit. I fucking get down and died. <laughs> His mom was singing. She was feeling it. Get you a mom that knows all the lyrics to oh get down decades later and Shout it's out. just vibing. That's a mom tourage bonus because she was <laughs> ride or die with that hit. She was like, she was like, this face was like, oh shit. Oh fuck. I'll like, oh, get down. 
Shake she was hips. ready to hop on that song like Timbaland just to fucking participate. Exactly. Make my butthole open like. Exactly. That was the vibe of that whole fucking. And they said everybody was playing it around town. It was a local favorite. Some like weird reggaeton mashup. But yeah, sure. Yeah, apparently he's like. This was before streaming. We just like had to old school burn the CDs and distribute them around town. And people mm. were really into this. They bought um, this. Hey, that's what we did. We we're out the trunk with it. You know what I mean? And then you know who else was feeling it is noisy. Yeah. She was like, oh, shit. Oh she goes, God. it's like something you'd hear on the radio. Oh, my God, girl. That's, that's so supportive. So fucking cute. Because I would say, get this shit off the airwaves. This shit is trash, Sway. She goes. I can't believe I married a rapper. Oh my god, he's a <laughs> fucking rapper. Um, yeah, you wanna come in my van? I did a hit called "Shake That Thing" or whatever. Um, I live in a van. I'm a man. Um, yeah, you married a rapper. You married a rapper. <laughs> he is a bit of a dancer, though. I'll give him that. Um, okay, let's talk superlatives. Mm. Superlatives and yearbooks to me are like uniquely American. I don't right know about that in other countries, but mm-hmm. was not going down in Ukraine or the Soviet Union. Okay. So when I think of like superlatives and like what they are, it's like Americans just like love jerking each other off. Yeah. So I'm like, they're just like, trying to Oscars themselves even in high school in a way that like doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And it's also like everyone who decides the superlatives doesn't know people in their fucking grade. They just know their friends. So I was always like, this is so weird and fucked up. Anyway, what was your superlative? Class clown. Oh yeah? Yeah. Well, they were on point. Yeah. No, they 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 figured that one out. And some other shit. I don't know. I can't even remember. But it definitely was. I was. Ain't, no, ain't nobody funny to me in that fucking school. <laughs> biggest rebel in high school. And then biggest best rebel. dancer in eighth grade, which was Hell yeah. a pity vote. In You know, it's funny. In eighth grade, I was best dancer in class clown. Oh, yeah. we would have been friends. Yeah, we would have, you know. What did you think about their dance class? I think Steve's incredible at picking up choreography. He wasn't playing. She was, was like, fucking, I'm having more fun, but like, she, she was, was half assing it. All the moves. Yeah. I mean, hit that choreo, Steve. Five, it was six. Like, it was like he was auditioning for NSYNC. That is what the vibe I was getting. Yeah. It was definitely like some fame type shit in his eyes. You know what I mean? Like, it, it mattered. And I think that's good because the relationship matters. So after that. I like that, how he's such a like, so focused on success even about that it's like very cute because then at home when they're running it he's like i think like four or five times more and we would like really get it yeah <laughs> he's like oh man so close he's like, I'm telling you please take uh, me on the job, road with you <laughs> please justin bring me on the road with you justin chris jc <laughs> what do you guys think where's lance okay chris uh, what do you guys think uh, all right, so then we get to Noise Letter uh, after that scene. Okay, that's very shit is revealing. Purple. She is also very, very open and honest. 
And I think where I was a little more affected directly by Jasmina's, this was also equally very powerful and honest, but I think hers was just very, just very honest. As she talks about her letter to herself, that she really just wants to forgive herself, but also allow herself to express emotions and that she wasn't able to, and that she shouldn't be afraid for, and feel like she was ever a burden to her parents because she says when she was younger, she has this very vivid memory of seeing her mom who would work so tirelessly. She came home with blood on her face and she could never shake that visual. When she saw that, that gave her this thing of saying, Oh my God, my parents have to do this because I'm a burden and I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to, I don't want to add anything. If I don't have to, I just want to do my shit. Yo, I think me and other immigrant kids all fucking teared up at that shit. Yeah. When you see how hard your parents work to like establish a new life for you. Yeah. It's so hard not to feel guilty. Yeah. They don't ever have to say anything like that to you to make you feel like that. It's just that you are a person with feelings and you love your parents. Mm -hmm. When you see how tired they are all the time and how they don't have like time for themselves or even time for you, you're like, right. Damn. I think when she said that, man, so much of her behavior, you know, makes sense because obviously seeing her parents work themselves ragged affected her. And he also begins to see it as well. It's not that she, you know, needs him to have a job and have a nine to five. It's that when I think of not having money, I picture my mom's bloody fucking face when she's coming home looking like she's on death's doorstep. That's kind of like what is going on. That's the sort of well that I drink from when that I'm confronted with a situation which is financial instability. It's so hard to explain trauma to someone who yeah. hasn't been through it. And he's like, and she just says this thing where she's like, you know, I just hope he knows how lucky he is. Yeah. And the way that he grew up, you know? And I think uh, to his credit, he does start to understand. And like how right. I know that he does is he says, I'm starting to understand that she needs a higher level of certainty yeah. and security than I do. Right, exactly. And I'm like, this is exactly right. That's gross. Like, yeah, I feel the same kind of thing. Like in my relationship, someone that I'm married to is his parents have been together for decades. They just right. like have loved each other. He's grown up in safety in a two-parent household, I'm someone that like has constantly lost stuff and like moved and can't go back to where they're from. And the way that that makes you feel about everything all the time is something that someone who didn't grow up with that wouldn't even know. So of course, when she's like freaking out and leaves the place, she's, we're all like, you're so mature. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah. But it's like, like, I literally don't, I grew up without the skills to express myself. People said, like, I couldn't express my emotions, so I didn't, and now it's scary. Yeah, and so when I'm in a weird situation, it's total chaos for me internally, so it's better for me to just fucking flee. Uh, And that's what she's telling, you know, him again when Dr. Pepper's there. And then the issue of her not moving out of her place comes up again. And we learn a spicy little fact about Dr. Pepper. Well, me and my guy, we 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 can't, we keep separate places. Me and my guy, okay? Oh, Dr. Pepper lives separate. And she's like, yeah, but this is my second marriage. 
And when I was like raising kids, I lived with my husband. That felt a little bright. But she's like, if you want to do that, do y'all. But I don't know how y'all going to be raise a kid and keep two houses. She has had two marriages. The first one was over 20 years. 23 years. Yeah, this one's 16 years. Mm -hmm. Dr. Pepper's killing it. Oh, yeah. And the fact that she was like, one relationship was like this, second relationship was like this. Mm -hmm. See, if I was going to see a doctor off of TV, which I will not, Mm -hmm. I feel like Dr. Pepper is a pretty good choice. (laughs) Right. She's not like that chick that fell in love with the dude on Married at First Sight and had to go off the show because she married him. Right. Right. Exactly. What was that? Uh, Whatever. She's gone now. But what this. Damn, what's wild is this show's been on for eight years. So I should get Dr. Pepper. So eight years into eight years into her new marriage, she hit this rich vein. Okay, DP. But again, they're also like putting weird people together too. So I'm not gonna get too out of myself. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, whether or not they'll be able to to see eye to eye with like the separate places thing. But they are beginning to see eye to eye because again, he's learning a basic fact of a healthy marriage, which is the way you need things might not be the way your partner needs things. And so if you can figure if you know, that's so what you got to do is you got to figure out what that is. And then you do that. Uh, and you don't act perplexed when you're like, yeah, but I don't need that. So why the fuck do you? That's not how it works. <laughs> People are fucking different. So they, they need something different. So that's what you do. Anyway, uh, pro-life tips from Dr. Pepper and the people of 420 Day Fiance. The more you know. The more you fucking know. All right. Well, that's it for these two episodes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry we condensed them. But you know what? Sometimes you do that. Like we said, you got to dip the dry sandwich in the juice and it to. tastes a little bit better. Okay. Also, I don't think you guys are sorry. And honestly, it's two yeah. more eps and we're out this bitch. We're so. out of here. And then we can just go on with our in lives. Okay. Uh, we'll talk soon. You already know at 420 Day Fiance everywhere. Uh, check out patreon.com slash 420 Day Fiance. Uh, support the show. Until next time, we'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Meow. Meow. 420 Day Fiance.